friends, once again, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We are once again so excited about hearing from God through His Word and by His Holy Spirit today. I believe God is speaking today loud and clear, but the primary organ for His voice to be heard is the Bible, the Word of the Living God. That's why the Bible said that the, that the Gospel of Jesus Christ is so powerful, so pertinent, so uh, mightily appointed and anointed of God uh, to speak to the hearts of men that through the foolishness of preaching, hallelujah, not foolish preaching, but the foolishness of preaching, a weak thing on our part, but something that God takes, God anoints, and God uses uh, to penetrate and pierce the darkness of this old fallen world, and particularly of the darkness of the human heart that has been so sin-darkened that it cannot see the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but God enlightens through His Word and by His Holy Spirit. So today, we just ask you to stay tuned as we look into the Word of God today and open our ears, our minds, and our hearts to receive it. We're so glad that you are with us today, and we'd like to invite you to come to our website. If you would just type in th. C-O-G, there's no ulterior motive in you coming. Uh, you couldn't buy anything off of this website if you were a millionaire. However, if anyone would like to contribute or donate to this ministry, we would greatly and graciously receive it. Uh, we are welcome anyone's donations, but we are not selling a product today. We are proclaiming a free gift in Jesus Christ. And it's not a gift that we can send you by mail. It's something that only God can grant through His grace and mercy. And it is indeed the forgiveness of sins. A reconciled relationship with God cannot be bought in the marketplace, but it can be received to all who will receive it. So if you're not a Christian today, please stay tuned as we uh, get into God's Word in just a moment. Again, if you would like to come to our website, type in THCOG. That stands for the Holy Church of God Incorporated right here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates, where we are into now our 41st year as senior pastor of the Holy Church of God, an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International, uh, in, in good standing since 1974. Praise God. Well, that's dating us, but we're still involved in proclaiming the good news of Jesus. As long as we are alive and able, we are going to declare the goodness of God, the greatness of God to all who will receive it today. We would say to our ministry friends uh, right here on WMAF that have churches right there in Madison and North Florida, I encourage you to get up Sunday morning, get out into a good Bible teaching church, and participate in, in not only receiving the good news, but proclaiming the good news to the, the world about us. And uh, uh, world simply means your sphere of influence. Wherever you 
you are, the people you and I come in contact with every single day. The Bible said that we are living epistles written and read of all men, and we are the greatest uh, tools of witness. Every child of God interacts with other people every single day that we can share through our life and testimony the glorious good news, the hope of the gospel. So I just encourage you to get out, get in church, get inspired, get informed, and then get out into this old world and share Christ with somebody somehow, some way. Hallelujah. Well, have Having said that, uh, we welcome you today to this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus, where we are continuing the message on the blood atonement, or the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. We're taking our text once again for review from Romans chapter 5, verse 8 through 11. Listen to it carefully today. It said, But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us, much more than being now justified by His blood. We shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. We have now received the atonement. Listen carefully today. I'm going to make a, a probably a controversial statement here today, but I honestly believe that God is trying to tell us that our current popular version of Christianity, comfortable, humorous, superficial, entertaining, and worldly wise, is exposed for the irreverent presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ that it really is. A preacher is commissioned to give people not what they want, but what they need. No man has any business walking into the pulpit to entertain. He is there to present Calvary in all of its fullness of hope and glory. It is said that Gandhi once asked some Christian missionaries to sing him a song. They asked which song would he like to hear. And he answered, the one that expresses all that is deepest in your faith. After briefly consulting one another, they sang, When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and poor content. On all my pride. You see, friends, today, because God is just, He cannot overlook human sin. Being holy and just, God must declare and punish guilt. And the Bible tells us clearly that God never clears the guilty, according to Exodus chapter 34 and verse 7. He never pronounces guilty people to be innocent and thereby overlook the sinfulness and the sin that has offended him, and the sin that has obligated him to judge that sin. He can't just say, not guilty. Neither can a judge in our judicial system just pronounce someone not 
guilty because he feels like it. He is bound by law to judge according to the evidence presented. And the gospel tells us that neither the sinner pays for his sin, that either the sinner rather pays for his sin, or Christ pays for his sin. Either I pay for my sin by spending eternity in banishment and punishment, or Christ has paid for my sin by going to the way of the cross. Of course, I can never pay off my debt and my guilt. I actually increase my debt and sin every sin debt every single day. So even though I spend an eternity in banishment and punishment, I still have not been there long enough to appease God's justifiable anger against my sin. You see, that's why atonement is such an important word in, in the recognition of how God deals with our sin. If His wrath is not appeased, if His justice is not served, there's no way that my sin or your sin can be forgiven. That's why I love the word atonement, and that's why we're doing this series on the atoning blood of Jesus. Because I've said it before, I will continue to say it. No one can truly appreciate or appropriate the grace of God until we understand clearly the wrath of God. God's justifiable anger against our sin. How can God be just and a justifier of those that trust in Jesus Christ? It is only because the blood of Jesus became the atoning element that atones for our sin. Christ is able to do what you and I cannot. His sacrifice offered upon the cross does pay the debt and guilt of sin. His sacrifice and His sacrifice alone does appease God's wrath. This doesn't mean I'm suddenly innocent and pure and righteous in and of myself. This doesn't mean I'm cleared of my sin. It does mean that because of Jesus Christ and the blood that He shed at Calvary, God treats me as if I am innocent and pure and righteous. God, we see, is both just and the justifier. Sin is punished in Jesus Christ, and God's wrath is propitiated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Now, the Bible, the writers of the Bible, rather, are in mutual agreement regarding a death of Jesus that is called vicarious. Vicarious centrally means substitutionary, performed or suffered by one person as a substitute for another, or to the benefit or advantage of another. God is a holy God and a righteous judge. All sin must be judged and punished. And Jesus took our place. He took our punishment because He became our sacrifice lamb. So there's an agreement about this vicarious death of Jesus, this substitutionary death of Jesus in the Scripture. In Matthew chapter 20 and verse 28 we read, The Son of Man came to give His life a ransom for many. 
That's why we have this other great redemptive uh, word uh, that describes the redemption that that we have in Christ, and 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 it's literally called uh, ransom or redeemed. It is a price that is paid for another to be set free. In 1 John 1.29 we read, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In Romans 8 and verse 32 we read, He that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 3 we read, Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture. And in Galatians 3 and verse 13 we read, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. In Hebrews 2 and verse 9 we read, That he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. In 1 John 3.16 we read, Hereby we perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. In Revelation 1 and verse 5 we read, He that loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. And in Isaiah chapter 53, the vicarious death of Christ is referred to 14 different times. 14 different times we have this this wonderful declaration that Christ's death on the cross for us was vicarious, in effect substitutionary, performed or suffered by one person as a substitute for another or to the benefit and an advantage of another. Today, my friend, it makes me love Him so much owe Him so much, want to serve Him with everything that I am and everything that I have for as long as I live and then to praise Him for it forever when I get to heaven. Jesus, friend, took your place. He took my place. He took our punishment. God's wrath was appeased through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. I want to read Isaiah 53. It is called by many Bible scholars the gospel in the Old Testament because it is a full description of this sacrificial death that would atone God's wrath and open the door for you and I to be forgiven. You see, Christ supplied the blood necessary for the atonement. But only you and I can can apply that blood to our life through receiving Jesus Christ as our Savior as we repent of our sins. Ah, friend, today, the door of grace is wide open to you and to me today. God doesn't will that any perish, but that all have eternal life according to the Scripture. And He's made the provision that we might have that through the gift of His Son and His Son's gift of righteousness that is received because of His atoning blood at the cross. I'm going to read Isaiah 53. Listen to it carefully. Who hath believed our report? 
Just part of it, not all of it, but listen carefully. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm or the salvation saving arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness. When we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire him. That means when we shall see him on the cross, bearing the punishment for our sin, it is repulsive. It will cause us to look away from the the awesome and uh, uh, terrible a sight that we will behold uh, as he is in that condition receiving the punishment for our sins so that we can be forgiven. Verse 3 said, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. But surely he hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, and we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He is bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and a sheep before her shearers. He is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he has done no violence, neither any deceit was in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when you shall make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and will be satisfied by his knowledge. And by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities over and over and over and over. The innocent is suffering for the guilty so that God's righteous wrath against sin can be appeased and atoned for. The Bible said in verse 12, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ah, friend, there's nothing, absolutely nothing, in the character or life of Jesus Christ to deserve death. He knew no sin. He did no sin. And in Him, uh, there was no sin. Never once did He deviate from His Father's will. He was a sinless, spotless life. It was Judas who declared, I have betrayed innocent blood in Matthew Chapter 27 and verse 4. 
It was Pilate who declared, I find in him no fault. John 18 and verse 38. It was the writer of Hebrews who declared he was tempted as we are and yet without sin. In Hebrews 14, 4 rather, and verse 15. It was Peter who wrote of Jesus Christ, and I quote, who did no sin in First Peter 2 and verse 22. And yet, compelled by a heart of love and constrained by a passion for the lost, Jesus was willing to make the cross his very own. In some amazing and astonishing way, he gathered up all our sin, removed all our guilt, and made forgiveness possible to all men and women everywhere without any consideration for distance or 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 culture uh, nothing no one is beyond the reach of the grace of god without question the substitutionary atonement of jesus is the most wonderful thing that has ever happened in the world or the universe think of it the guiltless one in the place of the guilty one the sinless one in the place of the sinful one the innocent one in the place of the indecent one the best in the place of the worst He became what we are so that we might become like He is. You see, Jesus didn't just take away our sin. He gave us His innocence in the place of our sin. It's called His righteousness or God's righteousness in the Scripture. Such a mystery This is hard to be fathomed by the human mind, but as someone has put it, and I'm going to quote this, this is so good. We may not know, we cannot tell what pains he had to bear, but we believe it was for us that he hung and suffered there. Ah, yes, friend, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for us. Christ died for you. And for me, it was a vicarious death, a substitutionary death. His blood was an atoning blood. And today, we need to accept that great fact and that great truth. I want to make a declaration and a proclamation as a Christian, a man who has been ransomed by the blood of Jesus Christ today. I proclaim that Christ's death was vicarious. It was substitutionary. He took my place. He that knew no sin was punished as if he had committed every known sin. Oh, my friend, today I proclaim that Jesus is my substitute lamb and that God has accepted his blood as an atoning sacrifice for my sin. My sins have been judged. My sins have been punished. And justice has been administered. Jesus literally took my place. 
He took my sin and gave me His righteousness. I stand firm in my standing with God. But I bow humbly with deep gratitude before Jesus and give Him praise and glory forever and forever. C.H. Spurgeon said, I've lost the power to doubt Him when I see those wounds, those wounds, those wounds. Hallelujah. Oh, friend of mine, if God has accepted the death of Jesus Christ and His shed blood upon that cross, and He has pronounced those righteous who has accepted His Son and His sacrifice into their heart and their life as their Savior. Ah, friend, I can't save myself today. I can't present to God what He requires. I can't do it and you can't do it. But I'll tell you what I can and have done. I have received Jesus Christ as my substitute. I have received Jesus Christ as my Savior. I have received Jesus Christ as my sacrifice lamb. I proclaim every communion Sunday. I declare the Lord's death in my behalf until He comes. I proclaim publicly. I show as the Scripture declares the Lord's death until He comes. And you ask me today, am I living for Christ? Yes, I am. Can I present myself perfect in that respect? No, I can't. But I can declare that a perfect sacrifice was offered in my behalf at the cross and that God has accepted the blood, the innocent, sinless blood of His only begotten Son in my behalf so that I can be exonerated. I can be forgiven. I can be forensically and legally accepted into God's family and declared righteous. Hallelujah. Praise God. If this isn't shouting ground, I don't know what is. Today, I'm declaring to you that all of your sins can be remitted. All of your sin can be forgiven as it is written, saith God. I will cast their sins away from them. As far as the east is from the west and their sins, will I remember no more. He's not looking over our sin. He is declaring that our sins have been judged in His Son. And He's accepted His Son's obedient sacrifice on the cross as the atonement for our sin. Hallelujah. Today, I declare to all who will listen that this wonderful grace, this wonderful provision and privilege is available to you today. You can be forgiven. Not because God looks away from your sin, but because He sees your sin judged in His Son. And when you receive Christ as your Savior, everything that He has done on the, sacri- on the sacrifice cross, on the altar of the cross where He laid down His life for you and me, all of the benefits, all of the blessings of His shed blood are yours 
and they are mine to receive today in Jesus Christ. And today, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God is speaking to someone in this listening audience. I know His Spirit is wooing and calling you to receive what He has supplied at Calvary. And right now, if you accept Jesus, repenting of your sin, all of the benefits of that blood atonement, blood sacrifice, that suffering servant, Jesus Christ, can be applied to your life and you can be forgiven, saved, sealed by the Holy Spirit for eternity. Today, you can have the joy of knowing that your sins have been atoned for by the blood, suffering, and death of Jesus Christ. Will you receive Him today? Will you accept Him today? Will you make Him the Lord of your life? Will you come out of Satan's prison house and into the glorious light and love that God has provided for you today. Oh, I pray that you will in the mighty, wonderful, wondrous name of Jesus Christ today. And if you're a Christian today, it's time to stand in your standing. Dedicate your life to the Lord. Live for Him. A life that will bring glory and honor to His name and a great testimony to those around you. Let's share this good news that sin can be forgiven, atoned for already, supplied by the blood of Jesus Christ. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus?